dear friends. It's midweeks, and it's the playlist of God. And you know what? Last week, I neglected to post my psalm. I just didn't make it. And so I apologize for that. And you know what? That might happen sometimes. Life happens, and so the steady stream of sweet podcast bliss sometimes has a little bit of a an eddy in it where things can get hung up for a while but I'm going to do my best to be faithful here as faithful as the Lord and faithful as the Lord empowers me to be we're in Psalm 10 and this is a psalm about lamenting the wickedness of man and calling on the Lord to deal with it this is a reality I think we all want to kind of assume the best about ourselves and the best about other people, and often that's a good strategy for life, just to assume the best. But you will eventually be let down. The human heart is desperately wicked, says Jeremiah. Uh, it's deceptive and desperately wicked. It's beyond cure, he says. And that sometimes comes out of us. The weeds, that the seed is there, the weeds express themselves every once in a while. And sometimes people give themselves over to sin so completely that they are just very evidently desperately wicked. And they do a lot of evil things and a lot of damage. And so here the psalmist is praying to the Lord to do something. And he starts off, well, this is Psalm 10. We'll just read the first verse. Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Now this is a psalm, so the psalmist is coming to God in prayer and expressing his heart. It doesn't mean necessarily theologically that God is physically distant from a situation, but he's expressing that it looks like God isn't acting. He wants God to act. There's something going on here. And he is a man of faith, the psalmist, and he is expecting that God acts according to his righteousness to resist uh, the proud and give grace to the humble. And in that time between the proud things happening and God opposing it, and the humble people humbling themselves and God giving them grace, that time in between those events is a time of faith and crying out and sometimes really forcefully uh, speaking to God. And so the psalmist is unburdening himself. And you know what? Obviously, as this is being expressed through the prophetic spirit, through the Holy Spirit of prophecy, these words are obviously not words that God is getting hurt feelings about. But he sees the heart of a, of a person coming to him for rescue and even being impatient for God to rescue. I know we're supposed to be patient as a fruit of the Spirit, and yet at the same time in our prayer life to be impatient for God to act is a sign of great faith because you really believe he will act because you're, he hears our prayers and because of his character. Verse 2, he's going to do a lot of describing bad people. In arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes that they have devised. For the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul. And the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All of his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper at all times. Your judgments are on high out of his sight. As for all his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. He sits in ambush in the villages and hiding places. He murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in the thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws them into his net. 
Helpless they are crushed, sink down, and fall by his might. And he says in his heart, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. So that's like nine verses right there, or ten verses of the psalmist painting this picture of unbelief being partnered with a willingness to do evil with the purpose of overpowering people, getting rich off of the poor, of um, devouring the weak in multiple different settings. And so if you want to summarize it, this here is the psalmist seeing the human heart use human power to monopolize and overcome and profit over the powerless because they believe in their hearts there is no God or God won't see nothing's going to stop me because I've got the power and the psalmist laments over this situation and is complaining to God that these people are going to get away with it do you ever feel like that do you ever feel like the bad guys are winning sometimes when you watch uh, politics it, you can feel like people are just getting away with stuff that's actually hurting real people who can't do anything about it don't have a voice won't be able to fight back yeah this has been going on for thousands of years and the psalmist goes to the lord for justice because the lord sees all and is able to mete out righteousness and justice so in verse 12 he turns to the lord afresh arise O lord O god lift up your hand forget not the afflicted Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, you will not call to account? But you do see, for you note mischief and vexation, that you may take it into your hands. To you the helpless commits himself. You have been the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoer. Call his wickedness to account till you find none. So here's the faith of the psalmist. Even though he starts off by saying, why aren't you doing anything? And then he has the recount recounting of the wicked getting away with so much he turns to the lord and he says this is my faith i believe you're a god of righteousness i believe you do call to account i believe that the wicked is wrong in thinking they'll be able to get away with whatever they want to because they've got the connections and they've got the power they're wrong you will take this into your hand because the helpless are coming to you and the psalmist is probably one of these helpless but maybe even the other people he sees turning to the lord and crying out for justice you will help them. And because you have been a helper to the fatherless, you will be a helper to the fatherless again. And you're going to break the arm, which is a symbol of taking away the power and ability of the wicked. The arm is the symbol of strength. That's what you hold tools with. That's what you hold swords with. So breaking their arm means taking away their power to do their wickedness. Verse 16, he, he praises. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. So after his complaint about God's inactivity, after his lament and recounting of the wickedest deeds of the Lord, he says God is going to act and then he goes into praise. You're the king forever and ever. You do hear the desires of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You're going to do something, and ultimately you're going to bring it about so that the wicked may do no more. And let's encourage our hearts. If you see injustice growing in the land, if you see it trumping, let's put our hearts in the Lord, first of all, 
Let's pray to him and ask him to act. And then we can do our part from there. But with full confidence that it's the Lord who helps the fatherless and the oppressed and gives justice in the land. And amen. Amen.